Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, your rough riding, ride rough, still in Texas, staying safe as possible. John Wayne, that's right. Here I am, John Wayne, back in the uh, in Wayne Manor here, as always, tucked away in the East Wing in the Library of Evil, where I uh, am typically uh, found lurking or, um, you know, uh, just hanging about, l- lazing about, some would say. No, actually, I'm never, this room is not a lazy room at all. This is where I do all my work. Uh, welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining me for another week um, I- into uh, the fray. Uh that we live in. It was happy Fourth uh, of July to everybody. We just came off the old Fourth of July weekend. Um, although I hope everyone was very responsible and going out. I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm almost afraid to look at the news uh, tomorrow. Like when on Monday when this comes out to see like, well, we fucked up again. We all went swimming and now we're dead. So, uh, yeah, that's, but that's Texas, but we could talk about that in a second. Anyway, uh, I just want to thank everyone again for being here and, uh, give a, since it's the, it's the first of the month, wake up, wake up, wake up, it's the first of the month. On the first of the month, you know, I got to shout out all of my Patreon homies for, uh, their support and, uh, and all of their, uh, just, uh, just being there for me really this whole time and um and and before and i very much appreciate it uh i have a patreon at patreon.com slash john wayne is dead and uh, if you're interested in joining just head on over there i've got uh several tiers that you can join to get uh different cool things all the time and every uh any tier gets you access to another weekly podcast i do uh the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast which is only available on my patreon and uh, we'll talk about that later. But I got to give major shouts out to all of my very good friends and, and patrons. Hugo Camacho, what's up, dude? Hanging out there in Barcelona, doing it for everybody. Jamie Gucker, what's up, girl? How are you? Hanging out there, reading, walking in nature and all that kind of stuff. I see you. Jessica Reeves, what's up, girl? Good to see you out there. Thank you so much for your support. Shouts out. Cody, the code man Jax, keeping it real out there, slinging pizzas and massaging your head for you or your back or your rump in a professional manner. Code man, shouts out to you. Nick Hogleg Poncio, you know where you're at. I love you, dude. You're a, you're a maniac. Shannon Bradner, hey, shouts out to you. Thank you for checking out my, uh, uh, I almost said Ouija, tarot, tarot stuff, um, and uh, and talking to me about, about that. That You're very cool. Thank you. Tim, what's up, man? Tim Feely, thanks for checking on me, dude. He, he, he uh, has to check in and make sure I'm doing all right here in Texas with the craziness, and I appreciate that. Thank you for your support. John Rodney, happy late birthday to you, dude. Shouts out to you, major awesome dude. I appreciate you so much. You're the man. Mary Beecher, what's up, girl? I... I, I miss Chicago and I miss everything and I miss you and I'll, I'll get up to Chicago soon and thank you so much. Shouts out. Shouts out to my Maza, Judy, mom. I love you. Thank you so much. Shouts out to Amy Torres McCoy with the best smile and laugh I've seen this side of any Mason Dixon line. Uh, Charles Chadwick, Bert Stanton speaking. What's up, dude? How you doing, man? We're going to get to Vegas soon enough. Shouts out to you. Jared Barbie hanging Holding it down at Death's Head Press. But some very exciting announcements coming from them, from what I understand. David DeBernadinas. DeBernadinas. Damn, God damn it. This is just going to be a running joke, dude. I love you so much, David. Uh, it's good talking to you, man. Hang in there. I will see you soon. Thank you so much. Alicia and Chris Stamps, shouts out to you guys. I love you so much. Thank you for everything. Miko Reese, shouts out, girl. I see you out there. You're uh, all hanging by the pool now at the beach. You're become like a beach bunny or something. Shouts out. Uh, Josh Martins, uh, my little brother, Spicoli. Uh, I'll get up to Chicago and see you soon, too, man. Shouts out. I miss you. Dustin Hendricks, what's up, dude? You also, you're in Michigan, but I'm gonna. it's like a tri-state thing. I'm going to just drop like a love bomb on everybody up there. And uh, and, and finally, our new, uh, my newest patron, welcome, Oscar Garcia. Uh, what's up, dude? Shouts out to you. Thank you so much for your uh, support continually. I appreciate it very much. So, again... Um, if you want to check out my Patreon, you can get some you know, free stories every month, uh, books, stickers, all kinds of cool stuff, and access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast. Just go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. So, 
Uh, of course, you guys know I am here in the Library of Evil, and I wouldn't be in here if I didn't have a big old cup of coffee, black, a uh, nice cold Topo Chico, and a, a pipe of Grandpappy's medicine. Yep, so, you know, things are, uh, that's how things are. This has been another week of uh, pretty much trying not to, you know, uh, get sick, I guess, or, or, or spread, or just make every, just get through the week. This week, um, I didn't do too, too much. Again, um, you know, if you, as I mentioned earlier, I am in Texas, uh, H-Town, Dirty Third, Third Coast, Houston, represent, and you know guys i know everyone sees the news and we're we're in the forefront of looking like you know dumbasses for uh spiking the cases and doing all that kind of stuff i don't know what to say i don't know what i don't know you know just do our best i i can only do what i can and i'm trying um to get through this and see but i don't know it just uh it just looks like we we hit a snag here so we'll see we'll see um but one thing you know i talked about last week how I'd had a couple bad days and I really needed to make sure I practiced what I preached and, you know, taking off negative thought patterns and replacing them with good things and, and that kind of stuff. So I, I have been working on that this week very much and <clears throat> have, you know, still it's, uh, you know, every day we, we got to uh, work on it. It's not just automatic, you know, at least not yet. I don't know if it can be, but right now it's like every day I get up and I can kind of get a reset going and, and look at some good things and not get into some negative spin out right now. Cause I'm just like putting in like, look, the, look at the good things I have going on. I got this and this and kind of throwing myself into, uh, keeping myself occupied with, with work that I'm enjoying doing such as, you know, my work in progress and writing. And, uh, one thing that's been keeping me very occupied, which is a cool thing, is uh, I mentioned before the a new podcast that I started with uh, Christopher Triana. We started together called Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne, which it's, uh, you know, not about anything vital or social or, or, or relevant to anybody, but but us mostly Batman and things like that. You know, uh, the Lost Boys, the Corys, we talked about those type of things and we just uh no it's a lot of fun because chris and i get along really well and it's easy to do the, the to record the episodes together because we have such a good you know rapport and these episodes are kind of long dude like the first one we did was an hour second one was an hour and a half the one we recorded that's going to come out this thursday is two hours and four minutes long so we're you know certainly no shortage of uh you know, talking things to talk about, it seems like, uh, maybe we just gab on like ladies, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that, but we just, you know, maybe that's just what it is, but so far it's, it's gotten a good response and it's just been a lot of fun to do. Um, and again, like I said, I've mentioned a million times before, just having, you know, the opportunity to, um, talk to people that I, I, I'm missing a lot right now that I'm not seeing because we can't travel. Um, is just uh, very good for good for the old soul, if you will. So now I get to talk to Chris uh, every week and record these things, and it's it's great. Um, so yeah, it's been, and also you know it's on YouTube, so you can see the video of us actually interacting with each other, and that's really fun. I think I've have, I'm having a lot of fun editing all that stuff together and putting in cool like titles for the uh, you know for each uh, segment we do. Just it's it's a lot of fun. It, that's something that's really helping me. Uh, you know, just keep my mind occupied and be like, yo, this is a good thing. You know, this is a good way to help help myself figure out, you know, a way around this obstacle, which is the the changes that that all is going on. And um, you know, this morning I did a I do a card of the day reading every day. A lot of you know I do a tarot reading. Uh, we'll get we'll get to our tarot reading here. Um on the on the show a little bit later but you know the card i got today and, and it's i did on my instagram just a little bit ago was the eight of wands reversed and it, it's really that card was it's a lot about planning but you know it's also about um having to stop and, and analyze you know get a fresh perspective on where you are kind of in your path and then make sure that you're planning uh for what's next, you know, or you're not jump. You're not just uh, as soon as something comes up that that's an obstacle. You're not just jumping to the next thing without completing this because you're like, ah, fuck it. <clears throat> and those kind of things like, 
made me think a lot because I've talked before about it. It's like, you know, these obstacles, I, I'm going to, I said, I'm going to find a way around these obstacles until, you know, they're out of the way and we can go through, uh, you know, like usual. Well, I don't, you know, thinking a lot lately who, who I don't know what like usual means or if we are ever going to get back to like for the first time, I'm really thinking like, I think that there's going to be some big long lasting permanent changes. And because of that, it's, it's forced me to kind of stop and think, okay, you know, you got to stop just waiting for everything to be okay. Like it's not the, the it's not like we're going to lift a curtain and, and everything will be back to normal. And I have to think of, you know, okay, so I'm looking at that as the obstacle and I'm trying to now plan how to still get to the other side, knowing that that bridge that I would have crossed is, is condemned. It's, shot maybe some magic trolls will will build it together one day but right now it's it's like got to find another way so that's what and that really stuck with me and that's something i've been thinking about all week and just um you know how how do i get around permanent changes how am i going to navigate these waters and now like that card was kind of like a okay you know let's start really really thinking about some ge- genuine ways that could be uh you know semi-permanent permanent basis or you know just just a unique uh aspect of what I- i'm doing to, to kind of get that out there and it's just all a, a lot of thought behind it now that i'm going to be putting but i you know that's the thing and it's not just with me with writing and traveling um and and the whole live aspect of what i do you know, it's everybody is affected by, you know, all kinds of industries are affected by that. I think that there's going to be, you know, huge permanent changes, long lasting that that and other problems that, you know, I don't think <clears throat> a lot of businesses or, or professions are going to be able to, as I said, cross that bridge that they're used to having there. That's always been there. The old rickety bridge, you know, well, now I think it's rickety gone. So. That's so that just kind of resonated with me today, and I just kind of wanted to, I guess, talk about that. That's and and that um, <clears throat> relates to the podcast in that you know, I know everybody does a podcast, and I've seen a lot of things on Twitter uh, in the last couple of weeks, like, uh, oh, you know, Twitter, uh, I'm glad, hey, I'm just announcing I'm not starting a podcast, ha ha ha, or. Uh, you know, oh, good, another, you know, I'm, I don't want to hear what anybody writers have to say about anything on anything, like that kind of stuff. And that's just whatever. Um, <clears throat> you know, it could be genuine. It could more than likely a projection thing because they're like, I, I wish I could start a successful podcast, but I don't know. So I'll just cast aspersions. That's okay. Doesn't bother me. But um, it's just a, with this podcast, I, I know podcasts aren't something new, but it's a new way you know, for the people who I, I know or are connecting with, you know, and, and as far as like Christopher and I like coming together in that one, that's a whole new dynamic. Now, people, a lot of people are used to seeing Chris and I at the table together when we're at cons, you know, uh, and we did have a bunch of you know dates. We were going to be sharing tables this this year that are all canceled. So I think it just like that's one of the things I'm like, OK, how can we make this just the best experience we can have most fun with it this could be the way that we are connecting with readers um for the unforeseeable future you know how do we make this more interesting all those kind of things i mean i'm not gonna go just go through all my fucking notes in my head right here but that's that's the kind of thing i'm looking at that's kind of think i'm thinking of that's what's helping me remove the negative thought patterns um and not get pulled back into into that kind of thing or spiral out is like okay, you can't, you know, it's it's all about redirecting the energy as well. I I'm I'm always one to say, you know, I'm not going to complain about something uh, that I can change because that's wasting energy that I could be using, uh, you know, figuring a way out um, of my situation. So or changing it, you know, it, it just does it does no good and it's just negativity. And I wasn't doing that per se, but it was just a, a version of that. I think. I was just down about it in a, in a different kind of way. <clears throat> but now I'm not going to, I'm going to use all that energy. I'm redirecting it to figuring out what's the, what's this look like for the long run? What's the, you know, what's the long-term plan that I can put together and then, and then 
work back and, and from each little milestone to the next one, kind of like, okay, how do we get there? And how do we get there? And then if we get here and that is changed to this, then, you know, then this and that. I, and I know that's, I'm going way off, but that's just what I'm looking at now and, and, and thinking about for this. And the podcast is one of those things. Um, so that was pretty, uh, you know, that's, that was pretty cool. That was, uh, what I was trying to get myself reset and redirected. And, and, uh, I think that I did. And I, it was also fun because like all of the cards that I had every day, the card of the week this week kind of built on each other. <clears throat> there was a lot of, uh, you know, mention of planning and, and stopping and forming a different plan now, or taking a pause to reassess your situation and decide the best new route to take. And it all kind of culminated with that card. So I was like, wow, okay. Um, this is good. And it makes me think, and that's why uh, I like to do, you know, the tarot stuff. Other than that, this week, um, you know, I was keeping myself busy with that. I got uh, pretty drunk um, on accident with Nick P on Wednesday. Uh, he brought over these beers that were 9% IPAs, and I'd already had a couple Lone Stars, so I wasn't really, like, monitoring it too well. And uh, needless to say... It was a, a rough morning. I was very dehydrated, but it was all good. And uh, then that's it. And I had to say, uh, you know, my buddy Brendan is moving to uh, Colorado. So I had to say goodbye to him yesterday uh, for a little bit. And that was it was nice to see him. And I, I wish him luck out there in his new venture of life and La Bamba and all that good stuff. Mm. But... Uh, <clears throat> I think we will actually, since we're already on, you know, some tarot stuff. I'm just, we'll just get into our tarot, uh, a card reading of the day. Uh, as you know or may not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before each episode, and I've just kind of write down what I'm thinking about this week, what's on my mind, and then get a fresh perspective through through what the cards um, kind of say. So that that, and this week was no uh, exception. Uh, I usually get something very interesting out of this. Uh, so this week, my thoughts, of course, while I was shuffling up the cards, just be, trying to you know, be positive, positive-minded, staying focused uh, without getting distracted, you know, not letting resistance distract me in any way. Again, planning, smart planning, smart choices, uh, health conscious, because, you know, I need to stay healthy, not just from, like, the coronavirus or whatever, but also, you know, I... I need to find different ways to exercise my body, different kind of things, because my gym is just a mess. I don't think I'm going to ever go back there again. So uh, that's just on my mind. And then again, problem solving, creative problem solving, all these things I kind of talked about already. So first card we get, Ace of Pentacles reversed. So this is a card of lost opportunities and a lack of planning or foresight in something. So, <clears throat> so this is talking about like, you know, the pentacles are all a financial material type of um, subject matter and, and, you know, things with the earth. So that's that's kind of what this centers around. But so you may be hesitant to move forward on something like an offer, an opportunity that's given to you, uh, particularly particularly involving your career, or your finances. That's what this is around, like I just said. So it's very important right now to research and and be sure that this is a right fit before you move on and assess the feasibility uh, of this and be sure you have what it takes. And I think by that, I mean, you know, if you're offered something, it might be uh, attractive to jump at this chance, even though you're not, it, it's something you want to know or, or want to do well one day, but you're not really great at it. It might not be the best idea to, to jump at it now because you know, you need to do some more work before you take on such a big project or, or plan or whatever it may be, however it relates to you. Um, on another, you know, on another side of this, an opportunity may have fallen through. Um, so, oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry, I misread this. Uh, yeah, the, oppor uh, the opportunity that's being proposed to you, um, it, it might be too good to be true and that it might f be one of those things that it, you agree to, and then you're all, yeah, and then and it falls through. So it, it's so we need to be careful in approaching those kind of things. Uh, just give a lot of uh, research 
around something right now that's being offered to you that sounds like a really good deal. Make sure the people, you know, how well do you know them? How well do you think, you know, could you maybe talk to an expert? I don't know. Just basically it's saying don't don't spend the money, you know, before it's in the bank pretty much. Um, sorry. And uh, yeah. So that and then also it's warning this card wants us to be careful with our expenditures right now. Um, you know, be, uh, make sure we're respecting our, our money and not, uh, it's not a good idea to take on a large financial burden or expense right now. Like in other words, don't go buy a new car or a boat or, or something like that. It's important to, to budget and save, uh, with this card in the reverse position. So, <clears throat> uh, so this is, um, another part about the planning thing that just keeps showing up it's if you're running into delays um in trying to to make this plan happen and trying to manifest it you might need to have a, a complete adjustment to your approach and that's why it's important to stop and look at your plan and adjust it you know realign uh your goals to be more realistic maybe you overshot you know yourself a little bit which happens you con you're confident you're ready to go you're disciplined and uh that's why it's important to break you know break down into the smaller kind of milestones that you reach you know first on your way and you might need to reassess those as well so just something to think and again it it, it doesn't do any harm to uh, talk to somebody who is an expert in this kind in the kind of thing that you're trying to uh, approach differently or planning to do it you know there's people that we know that are like you know just super useful in in these ways that they just know so much about it and there's no there's no shame in getting advice from uh anyone on the, on what you're trying to you know making a big decision like this especially your friend you know you don't need to feel like i i, don't, I know that's weird for some people i guess um so i just want to you know make sure it says don't don't be shy about it seek help if you need it um again and again this is just give careful consideration to any new financial aspects um lack of planning around this will will bring great risk to it so you know i know that's like duh dude of course but you'd be surprised you know a lot of something sounds so good or you know you feel like they're gonna work but you really you uh eyes eyes are bigger than your stomach type of thing it, it's it's important to give real good consideration to financial stuff right now and again these are like this is a royal edit editorial we type of thing you know i know i'm i'm looking at this through the lens of me but trying to generalize it stuff and and to relate this to me yeah you know i my major source of income uh, at conventions and stuff has been cut off so i do need to have careful consideration you know it, so that's an example that you know you could be looking at as far as like unemployment running out or having to go back to work and balance that kind of stuff. I, I, you know, this is just a lot of things going on to consider with, with money right now. Next card, the hanged man. So again, we know the hanged man. We've had him before. It's all about that pause, taking a surrendering to, you know, stopping the stop of everything so that you can get a new perspective because why you might have to change the plan. You might not be even on the right track at all. So this, again, this is, says pause before the next step release old mental models and behaviors that no longer serve you that's how you'll get a new perspective that's why it's important to keep checking in with yourself when you're on the path to your goal to make sure that you know like everything's in flux make sure things haven't changed make sure you don't need to uh, adapt your plan differently um you know get a new perspective it says don't miss and also what this does is you know we we need this pause right now because there's this possibility of a looming opportunity that we would miss if we were just head down keep going without stopping without taking a break um and and when you know these things come up i've also mentioned this you, you pay attention if you you know the more in tune you are with your in, intuition your subconscious you'll sense when it's it's time for you to take one of these breaks and kind of step back um you know the more you let it flow the more you can trust your intuition the more you you do it it all works like that but if you don't if you're not listening and you're just being stubborn you know again the universe will definitely stop you in some way and make you uh realize or make you pause and take a different look so it's important to you know get 
let our intu intuition flow and, and get more in tune with it because then you'll be able to see these things even further down the road eventually and you'll know okay i gotta i'm gonna have to take a stop up here for a, a little bit so you can adjust what you're working on now i mean it's just that's just all in you know how, I, how i'm seeing it uh if a project that you're working on right now hits a delay don't push through it hit, surrender to it take the time uh reevaluate where you are on your path all these things i, I was just talking about um and then if you <clears throat> maybe you, you feel like I want to pause, I need to pause, but you're, you're just and but aside from that, it's because you're you're your life is stale a little bit. You're feeling like ah, I'm just this is it. This is all I do. Um, so maybe you need to pause from your routine and reevaluate that change up your routine, do something different, uh, change something, you know, take a, a risk on something, do something different, that kind of thing. Uh, and that may be the kind of recalibration that you need to do. It's not, it, it could be just with yourself. It doesn't always have to be for your, your plan or, or your job or your whatever, you know, it, we need to make sure we pay attention to ourselves. We don't want to feel stale and stuck in something. That's no fun, you know, at all. So last card we get four of wands. This is a good card. Celebration, joy, harmony. Um, this is saying, you know, this card is all about a celebration. It's time it's time to celebrate with uh, people you love, whether this is for an occasion or not, even if it's just to enjoy your company. Now, that hits home, of course, especially with me, because I, I am a hugely social person. I love to have a party. I love to go to the party. I love to be at a party. I love to be the party. Um, but, you know, that's not possible right now. So a workaround of that and a different way of being able to to celebrate an occasion uh with my friends of just of just talking to your friends or just enjoying each other's company is you know through video chats or or whatever or if they are close you sit outside whatever you're you know as long as um within our i don't know restrictions or whatever um it's still doable is what i'm saying and it just might be something to do when we take this pause to recalibrate everything to to reconnect with our friends and remember like remember the how important it is and this and remember how much we enjoy socialization and talking with them and and seeing their faces um you know this all things to consider when we're in this break of pause looking for the new the next thing or or you know reconsidering things uh you know you feel supported right now you're secure uh you, the people around you 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 know they care about you you know that there are people that care about uh you all around and uh your job that you're doing and, and the things that you've accomplished so you're feeling very secure in that area you're being lifted up um this is also this card is associated with kind of a home thing like a home environment so another thing to look at is maybe uh doing a renovation or improvement in your house is, is another way to connect with this type of uh, celebration or, or joy. You know, it does, if you are like, I hate my friends and I'm glad I can't see them. Well, maybe you should paint your bathroom pink or something, you know? Um, also, it's very important. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, but it, I'm, I'm glad it tied in with this card specifically. It's, it's uh, very important, and I think particularly right now, uh, to make sure we celebrate our, our small milestones. Now, what I mean by that is don't, we're not throwing a fucking party with, you know, champagne and shit just because you finished the first draft or something. No, but with yourself, it's okay to recognize those milestones and celebrate a goal that you've reached. You know, that's important. It's important to acknowledge that so that we don't get frustrated later down the line with something because we've acknowledged that you know, you, you, you could hit this space where you're going like, not I, this, nothing works. I, nothing I've done has worked. I, this sucks. But you forget about all the little things that you did that got you there. So, so, so something did work. You're just bogged down in your head. So know that that's something right now to think about in this pause that we're taking uh, to celebrate the milestones that got you to where you are. And you know, while we reassess what the next ones are going to be. And this is all, you know, balance comes into all of this. You know, you, you want to have a balance of completion and, and a sense of peace and contentment in your life while you're on this road. So it's, it's really good to strike a balance. And maybe you, you'll find that 
you know, hey, if I take a break and just talk to my friends for like two hours, that's the balance I need to motivate me to get back my job, back to my writing, back to my art, whatever it is. And, you know, overall, be proud of what you we accomplish. You know, if you, no matter what it is, if you accomplished it, you you have the right to be proud of, of yourself and, and proud of, of the work that you've done. So just remember that. I, I think that, uh, you know, we have a tendency to, to self-deprecate at times and just um, get into that habit. And uh, I, I just don't want that to perpetuate with myself or anybody else out there. So that's what we got. Boom. Our reading for the day. I got something very good out of that. I hope you did as well. As I mentioned, I do a card of the day reading every single morning on my Instagram story. So if you'd like to check that out, if you're interested or want to get more information on tarot or <clears throat> just learn about it, you can check that out. Follow me at John Wayne is dead. And um, yeah, I do it every single morning and then it gets sent right over to my YouTube channel, the John Wayne is dead YouTube channel. All right. So earlier I talked about Patreon. Um, and the, and the podcast that I do over there as well. Like, who are you, a podcast guy, John Wayne? I guess so, three, I don't know. Um, but they're fun. So uh, the Awesome Dude for Life boner bonus podcast is where I talk to people that I know from the road, from the arts, people I've met at conventions, friends that I've made along you know, the way throughout the years, and I talk to them about you know everything that we're into or what, you know, we have really great conversations. And what I've been doing is taking an excerpt from that the podcast that comes out today, the same day as this, that this podcast comes out on the Patreon. I take about 15 minutes, a, a small portion of that conversation and put it in here. Uh, so you can all be introduced to my guest and my friend. Um, and then if you're interested in hearing the rest of it, you can shoot on over to the Patreon and join any tier. And then you get access to the whole episode as well as all the back episodes, uh, that I've done. So this was a very cool this week. Uh, I'm having a, a good friend of mine on, uh, Charles Austin Muir. He's a horror and bizarro author, and um, he is a very good friend of mine. We met our first, we had both first year together in um, Bizarro Con under kind of similar circumstances where we were just like, fuck it. I don't know anybody, but I got to go do this because this is what I want to do. So we connect about that. And, and he, you know, he's a, he's a very cool dude and he, he knows a lot and he's doing some pretty fucking awesome things around like health and and fitness because he used to be a like a professional body guy worker outer thing so but he's got a lot of cool man it was such a good conversation so we're gonna hear a little bit of it here now and uh yeah let's talk to charles austin muir no that's cool it's i i think about that kind of stuff because like i said we both you know we came into like the bizarro scene at the same time if you will if you, if you put it that way and i think about like uh how my writing is kind of just Trend, like how how the natural progression of what I've what my writing has become and it stepped more into horror and uh, than it is bizarro but 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 I am able to like infuse this weird element into the horror that I write I think because I've came I've come through this bizarro you know sewer pipe or whatever you know you it may be um and and it's funny because and then I I wrote like a, a bizarro story recently for a, an anthology that was just like, this is a, you know, write this bizarro story, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, like that's boom. And I, I wrote this like completely, it's just like, wow, I would never fucking write this uh, now, like to, with what I'm doing now, but because it's this bizarro story within this thing, like I was right back in my like weird bizarro like mode, I guess. Do you, do you find yourself like uh, w over the years? Are you s still more in the bizarro side? Do you think you're more in the horror side, or just where or weird genre? I mean, what do you think? Where do you think you're going with that? Oh, that's a good question. I think it's. Um, I'll here. Here's what I'll. I'll here's how I'll put it. So, I just thought the other day. So when I was a kid, I was maybe like three years old, and I was sitting at the top of my driveway, and I had my tricycle, and I was just kind of rolling it back and forth in front of me, and we had a nice sloped driveway, and then I was like, I wonder what would happen if I just let it go. And I was like, part of me is like, no, you shouldn't let it, because we lived on a busy street, and I was like, I have to let it. I have to let it go. And I let it go, and it rolled down the driveway and into the street, right as a car came and smashed into it. 
the tricycle went over this this man came out and he was just like he looked like he was about to i mean he was just terrified oh my god and he's like all over the tricycle and probably should have like laid on like, the grass and just been like oh no <laughs> <laughs> and he's panicking over the tricycle and still processing there's no one actually there's no body there my mom yeah. comes out and she's panicking and Jesus. And I was like, oh, boy. And part of me was like really crying because it was stressful. But part of me is crying to kind of like have my own sort of cover. <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't know. <laughs> I'm new. Yeah. yeah. I've never done this before. Uh, and I didn't end up getting in trouble, thankfully. But when I'm when I'm writing now, a lot of the time. And I might have a story that's like, well, let's just have fun with like the spaghetti western idea I had, or this, you know, ridiculous, not really sci-fi story. And I'll just voice in my head, I'll be like, you shouldn't do that. That's just that's dumb. Don't do that. And a part of me is like, but I have to, I have to let it roll out in the street. <laughs> I just got to do it. Yeah. And it may end up being like a similar wreck, you know, or you're like, but there's no body. There's a tricycle in the street, but no body. That's <laughs> It's kind of like what I like to do. You move the tombstones, but you didn't move the bodies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So I guess it's more that kind of dissonance that I like, whether whatever form it comes out in. Yeah, I, I'm all for like just letting the like the initial thing just come out how how you're writing it without trying to ne necessarily put a cap on like word like I don't know. Sometimes you get like that word count, you know limit that you're writing under and you're like if you think too much about that i think that keeps stuff from coming out so i'll just write whatever the story i have in my head is and then just go back and start you know culling the the field from there i guess or yeah. the, um but yeah i like to just get it all out however it's going to come out but it but but even so like saying that however it's going to come out I have to say that like my I can I can say that like the way that things come out through me now through, through that lens is is different than it would have come out in 2014 2015 when we were like hot in the bizarre we were doing all our bizarro stuff like it definitely would like it's changed it's like I can kind of flip back there but it's almost like this is the the I don't know it's like it's changed some somewhat I don't even uh I don't want to say I don't think in those terms anymore because I do because I have that weird thing, but I don't look at everything in like I, I used to approach everything as how can I fucking bizarro this out, you know, type of thing. Now I'm just kind of like, this is what I'm writing and it's scary. And, you know, right. yeah. I, I love Satan. And here we are, you know, like, I don't know. So for me, it's changed a little bit, but uh, I don't know. I'm just uh, I just like to see what other people's kind of take on that is or how you've if, yeah. if it's changed or, or what you know it's well, different spent, right right i i'd spent years writing straight horror um and trying to follow whatever my idea of how you write a proper horror story right and i had different influences um i talked about this with sam richard about uh yeah, Todd. taking ourselves too seriously <laughs> And I, I had like a, a website that was called Lair of Clandestine Horrors. And I had like a scary, spooky author bio. I was just trying to be like, create this persona that wasn't me at all. And when I tried to write in that vein, it just came out stilted uh, for the most part. Yeah, you can't force it. You got to be you for like, you know, for you. Sorry. Yeah, yeah and then, camp posture. I need to see. I need to see the Charles Austin that Peter that Peter says about. Yeah, and then I kind of got into the, the, the. I started going to Bizarro Con and, and reading some Bizarro fiction and just seeing like, oh, you can just do that. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. And then when I went in, as I was still writing horror, things still things kept getting a little bit weirder. Mm -hmm. I kind of looked around the corners and I was like, well, I just want to do it that way, even though this doesn't really read like a straightforward horror story. Um, but I was still kind of like still getting published in straight horror uh, anthologies. And then at some point, like I think it was after, yeah, it was after my mom died that I just started writing just like 
my own goofy shit and not worrying about like what sounds more bizarro because i went through that awkward phase too of like oh this is bizarro if you do this and i had yeah to that's all that's that. always something where you're like what is bizarro like you know mike yeah i understand yeah um, so but then at some point after my mom died it started to come out more naturally in my own voice seems like you uh have to uh, sacrifice somebody in order to uh, move to your next level yeah. uh, each time because uh, these are jokes, people. All right. So it's the dog, the mom. No. Um, yeah, man. I, uh, also, OK, so on that same vein, um, since we, we did kind of come in it together, I, I didn't have any previous publications uh, before I started going to Bizarro Con at all. Uh did, what what got who who got you into Bizarro? Like I got into Bizarro through like the Chuck Palahniuk meets like Jeremy Robert Johnson. Then I was like, oh, what the fuck is all of this? You know, um, and that's how I got into like finding it. And then I then I got like Jeremy Robert Johnson and Ed Lee books, and then Carlton Mellick exploded all over my shelf. Um, yeah. What was your kind of uh, what what pulled you into Bizarro? Like. Or, or alerted you to its presence, especially if you were already in the horror scene, kind of pre that, like pre cum. Yeah, pre cum. Yeah, exactly. My my pre cum was uh, no, mm-hmm. I was um, I was still working at the uh, the newspaper up here, and I was just kind of like sick of my job and not knowing what to do, not uh, not knowing what to do with my writing and life, and then I discovered Jordan Crawl. This is back in like 2012. Okay. And I just liked. He was in the Bizarro scene back in the back in the beginning, right? Like one of the. Yeah, yeah. This may have, this may have been even a little earlier, maybe even like 2011. But he was just. I was like, oh, that's he's just kind of doing his own thing. Even like his introductions didn't read like what I thought were author introductions, and I just kind of I liked what he was doing, and um, and then, flash forward, I, I got laid off, and. In the months where I was before I left my job, I was really figuring, like, what am I going to do with my myself? I'm all banged up and injured, and my health is screwy, and I'm running out of a job, and I just, I don't know what to do. And then I came across, I remember there was, I was like, I need to meet people because I've never met anyone. I never went to any horror conventions or any writing conventions. I actually, other than a handful of people in LA, who I met through my cousin, who died. <laughs> Man. So my, to back up, so my cousin, Brian Muir, maybe you've seen this before, he was he wrote and he was the creator of Critters, the, you know, the little... Rest in power, yeah, you, you posted that. I, myself, am a lover of Critters. Um, I have nice. the Critters collection uh, dvd and many people don't know that leonardo Leonardo dicaprio's first movie was critters 4 um my mom bought me like one of the movie replication like critters that i have in my like critter my toy thing out in the living room uh so i do love me some critters and when you told me that i was like fuck yeah so yeah that's badass rest in power to critter cousin yeah so I, I met a couple of his friends after he died, and that was like it. I knew no other writers, and I thought this—I maybe that's what I need to do. I just need to like meet some people. And I remembered reading an article in the, the in the paper um, about Carlton, this this guy who just cranks out novels at Edgefield, and they ran that one in like 2008 or 2009. So I went back and looked at that. And then I went and looked on the BizarroCon website, and the whole thing just like, ugh, I was just like, I, I don't know about that. Looks That just looks insane. That's not me. You know, I hang out with just guys with beanie, flaming beanies and sleeveless flannel. I don't know about doing this thing. Flaming beanies? Wait, what is that? Wait. Oh, you like the Nick Cap? Nick Cap oh, that have the flames, flames on yeah. it. Like Guy Fieri style, or Guy Fieri, if some, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, it was just... Yeah, definitely not so the Bizarro like, crowd. Yeah, no, no. It was like crank up DMX, uh, 
wear it was a, a polo shirt with the pop the collar, cut the sleeves off. Hell any yeah. just just any kind of dick bag thing like that was was what we did. And then here I'm looking at the BizarroCon website. I'm like, I I can't do that and go in and not no. But I was like, dude, this is your this is where Portland this is one obvious place where people were writers and publishers and whatnot gather is right outside of your hometown. So I signed up for that and I started reading, you know, the the names that kept popping up like Carlton Malik and Jeff Burke and Cameron and uh that's yeah, that's that's how I got introduced to the bizarro bizarro fiction. All right. Awesome. I love talking to Charles. Be sure to check him out. Charles Austin Muir, M-U-I-R. Uh, he's a great guy. And if you want to hear the rest of that episode, shoot on over to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Join any tier and you can hear it all plus all the other episodes. But uh, do be sure to check out Charles. He's got some great stuff out and the stuff that he's working on right now that's coming out is also very exciting. So, um, you know, be sure to check him out as well. Now, Moving on to our story portion of the day. You know, last week I told a story about my art teacher in middle school that uh, kind of set me on the right track without me knowing. Like, it gave me all these uh, tools to put in my belt that I'd use later uh, in life and not even realize it till I actually saw, thought, thought about it. And, and that reminded me of another story from middle school. So, uh, but before we even get any further, we'll just... We'll just start the story. Uh, this one is called John Wayne and the Seven Goddesses of English. So, when I was in <clears throat> seventh grade, I was in, uh, you know, they called it, they call it now Advanced Placement AP, but back then they called it Tier 4. I don't, I don't know why. Uh, or when it got changed. I'm not sure, but it was the same thing, basically. I was in that since I was in fifth grade. No, fifth grade? Yeah, fifth grade, I think. Um, and it, and just in my, it just within, like, the English thing. There was a math one, but dudes I'm, and ladies, I'm not good at math and never have been, never claimed to be, don't want to be. Don't want to even see that whole math equation at all. But uh, So I was always in that in English, Uh or however English, it, it was also, also like language arts. And that, and I bring this up because this is where it gets a little, this is where my situation, uh, how it happened. So what the advanced placement was then was uh, two, two grade levels above where you were. So in seventh, and, and again, you may be like, yeah, dude, that's what it is. I don't know what it is today. This is just what it was then. So like seventh grade, I would be doing ninth grade uh, English, you know, whatever they were doing there. Now, once but once you get to high school, there isn't language arts. There's just English. So, I guess in middle school or whatever, you know that you had you had an English class that you went to, and then you had a language arts class, and you know I guess where you learned more grammar and style and how to write and how to you know function as a you know human in in writing the very least bit or whatever just to get by. I guess that kind of class, right? So. Since that doesn't exist in in this in the ninth grade on this tier four level that I'm on, uh, it it became two. It took up two class time, class periods because while the other other students would have English and language arts, we didn't have that, so that would leave like some open hole. So instead, it was just <clears throat> two class periods of English, right? And uh, and so, uh, sorry, I just, I'm super high right now. I just took, took a big rip on that break. And now I just, uh, okay. So the, the way that they arranged this was, um, I'm sure everyone's familiar with like in high school, like the lunch period, uh, in, and in middle school where like there's one long, one class in the afternoon that's like super long because everyone goes to lunch in it and you know, you you get divided up into groups. I don't know. But so what we did was, or what they had us do was the one class period was the lunch period. Right. And then also we got the, the period right after lunch. So I think that was fourth and fifth period, if I'm correct. So like, I just had this huge, long, like two and a half hour, three hour stretch in the middle of the day where I'm just in English class. 
it's cool. You know, I'm like, hey, this is what I like. This is the only thing I'm good at. And it's a bunch of, re- it's going to be a bunch of cool reading. We're doing mythology, which I liked. And then I, I get there first day and um, I sit down and-, and there's not, you know, not a lot of people in the room. And teacher comes in, you know, the bell finally rings, you know, sit down. She closes the door and I look around and there's not many people uh you know, in the class at all. And, you know, I'm just, I'm having this memory that I might've told this on this podcast before years ago, maybe a while ago, or I just told it to somebody else and I don't remember, or I talked about it. But if I did, uh, forgive me, but, uh, this is, this will be a more in-depth version, I'm sure, as I've gotten only better with time. So, um, and if not, ignore that. So I look around and I'm like, there's not many people in this class. And, and, um, the teacher, you know, I forget her name. I wish I remembered it. I want to say it's Miss Red or Miss Rose, but I think Miss Rose was in high school. I can't remember. So she was super cool, super nice. And she, you know, goes to take role. And she's like, wow, is this right? Are there really only seven people in this class? And I look around and I'm like, oh, shit, there are. And then she looks at the role. And she's like, yeah, that is. That's it. Wow. Okay. This is going to be interesting. And, uh, oh, well, John Wayne, it looks like you're the only you're the only boy we have in the class, huh? And I looked around, and I was like, oh, shit. I, I'm, I'm the only boy in this class. I'm the only boy in this class. You know, it was like a home, uh, home Alone moment. But I, I mean, this was, I was in seventh grade. I was not cool at all. This I was, had not uh, developed my, uh, you know, debonair charm and, 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 and quick wit uh, as I've, uh, developed today. No, uh, you know, I was a fucking little nerd. I was in tier four English and, and, uh, you know, I was chubby and, you know, there also another thing, like there was a, a only like a, a, maybe like a handful of guys in the seventh grade that were started, like started hitting puberty then. So they were like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, you know, it might as well have been like seven and a half girls in, in that, or, you know, or six and a half girls in there and I was a ha- you know that's that's how I was just like not uh cool at all but I was like okay this is this is cool I mean how could you not like that situation and I knew a lot of these girls from you know I think I knew all of them from uh just school coming up before you know just from knowing them from school and there was one girl that I did not know but I wanted to know very much she was a cheerleader. Her name was Amber, and I had a huge crush on her from the beginning of like the maybe the first day of class. So we're going along in this class, and and we do a lot of uh, we do we do get to do a lot of cool things because we have so much time to work with. We got we read I think we read way more books than you know the curriculum called for. But uh, the t- like I said, our teacher was cool, and she would just like introduce us to books we had a lot of reading time projects were cool we had a lot of time to do them like you could do them in class you didn't have to like go home and do your project because you had all the time in class to do it and it was cool but you know i'm 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 like i said dorky but i'm also a sensitive artist even then and the only way i figure how am i going to get uh you know i'm not i'm nowhere close to puberty um uh, you know what do i got to work with here let me try uh, to to win her heart and look cool through uh, drawing a comic book about the class. So I started because I was really into comics and I would draw like comic strips, like the three strip thing. I had this one character I did, I think afterwards called Chip Monk, where he did stupid things. <clears throat> and I would maybe maybe they'd fill up a whole page of a notebook paper sometimes. But I started doing it with this, and it was because we were studying mythology uh, in the class. We did a whole, that's when we read the, the Iliad and the Odyssey for the first time. And I was like, hmm, let me roll this all together. So I called the, the comic book John Wayne and the Seven Goddesses of English, right? And I was like working in uh, things from that we were learning in class, you know, the stories and put, putting us as the characters and then having like, of course, our own adventures that have nothing to do with that, but set against the backdrop of this mythology thing. And I would always, of course, have that Amber girl doing something cool. And, and you know, I wanted her, I, you know, that I really just wanted to get her attention with it. But, you know, I had to like 
include everybody too so i you know because i wasn't smooth enough to just say hey so i did we did that i had that comic book they all everyone thought it was fun the teacher loved it i put her on it too and you know we go go along and I, i eventually work up enough courage to to talk to this girl one day after class and ask her you know tell her i liked her and you know i wanted to be you know hey why don't we go out or something She's like, oh my god, and she was so taken aback, and she's like, oh, okay, uh, you know, I gotta get to put. I'm gonna think, I'm gonna call. Don't worry, I, I just need to think about it. I'll call you tomorrow or something like that. And I was like, okay, cool. Then, um, so of course, I was like, well, that's probably not good. And the next day, she came to class and didn't didn't say anything to me the whole class and waited afterwards to say like, yeah, I think we're you know we're just good as friends. I don't like you like that. <coughs> And I'm kind of talking to so-and-so. It was one of the guys that was going through puberty. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay. Um, well, at least now I get to be in here, this class the whole year, rest of the year and be awkward about it and be a nerd. But it was fine, you know, kid stuff. But then one of the other girls in the class ended up like a few months later uh, say it, telling me that she liked me and she wanted to go out in some way. Let's talk or whatever. And I was like, ah. I don't really like you. I was like, sorry. I, it's like kind of like probably the same way the other girl felt. Like I had never even thought of this girl. You know, I was too busy pining over the other one. And this girl was like, hey, why don't we go out? And I'm like, nah, sorry, toots, like a fucking jerk. And then I'm pretty sure that I, uh, I took the comic book and like killed everybody off in some final issue uh, because I was like, well, fuck this. I don't, I'm not going to do this anymore. If she's not going to, I don't even have a chance. Um, but it was still a cool ass class, despite beside despite the uh, awkwardness, preteen, uh, you know, crush awkwardness. It was really fucking cool. I I really dug the. I, I was I really am glad that it was such a small class, and then it was so loosey goosey. We got to learn so much shit. Uh, I know it sounds like a nerdy thing. We get to learn so much shit. But I mean, this is these are the times I think about when I'm like, man, I, I really read a lot. I was exposed to a lot of books in that seventh grade year that, you know, I'm, I think on now and I'm like, man, she had it. She gave us some pretty cool like fantasy stuff to read, some uh, mythology, you know, uh, adventure shit that I, I can't remember the names of these things right now. But, you know, I'm sure it, it'd be like the same thing if I were a teacher right now and I was like, hey, uh, well, we have extra time. Why don't you read this uh, book by C.V. Hunt or Carlton Mellick? And, you know, they'd, you know, be 20 years from now or, you know, now being like, ah, oh, yeah, our teacher made us read these really weird books. I forget who they're by. It's kind of like that. I'm sure that's what she was bringing into us, like her fantasy novels or some shit like that. But I liked them and I read a bunch of different shit. And that's one of the, I think on like, hey, man, that helped produce propel me in the you know the way i am now i'm probably reading all that weird fantasy shit and having all those weird boners with all those about those girls in the class probably you know shaped my uh something or other and that's that's why i'm uh such the the uh suave ladies man you see before you today <laughs> class john wayne trying to win him over with that greek mythology humor wow well uh you know we all have times like that so thank you guys for joining me for another episode i hope you enjoyed it i sure did uh appreciate all of your support and everyone that keeps listening and uh you know checking out all the stuff i do i very much appreciate it uh please go to johnwayneisdead.com for all your john wayne uh needs and wants you can go to the shop page there all of my books are in stock and i'm shipping them out every week i'm sending books out uh so thank you guys for ordering still all all of them are in stock so i'll send them uh you know signed and uh, throw in some extra goodies for you, as well as uh, the John Wayne is Dead records are on there, and, and the t-shirts, and all kinds of great stuff. Um, or you could follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter, at John Wayne is Dead. Check out my Card of the Day tarot readings, and uh, you can also, what was I going to say? Oh, check out my new podcast with uh, Christopher Triana, Vital Social Issues and Stuff, with chris and john wayne it is on all the podcast things spotify and we do have a youtube channel so you can even watch our pretty faces while we do it um 
So check all of that out. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much. And oh, go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead to get on there, hear the podcasts, the extras and get all the cool stuff. Thank you guys so much. I love you all. Have a great week.